This week's episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by the Canadian Truckers. Next stop, Freedom. Honk, honk. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> breaker, breaker, 10 more. <laughs> It's interesting that the Canadian truckers are giving us money uh, to, to just yeah. say their name I know. on a they, podcast. They're having trouble securing money that's being given to them, but oh, yeah. they're giving us money to get the message out. Well, I think that just shows how influential we've become. Right. You know, <laughs> that they want us to help spread their message. So clearly cool. never listen to our show. Uh clearly haven't seen the analytics to the show uh but we'll take all the money it sent our way so keep it coming folks thank you guys thank you fellas um and ladies and everyone up there in the great white north um being in trucks and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) good for you guys yeah um yeah the government's trying to take away their trucks that's that's what's happening right Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, trying to take away their trucks. Um, I think they a actually lot of those guys are, are, I think the, the latest thing is they might actually be threatening to take away their trucks. Like, you and, guys... And a, lot of those, a lot of those guys are legally married to and make love to their trucks on a nightly mm-hmm. basis. I mean... They're essentially breaking up families. Have you seen some of those trucks, though? Hell yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> You know, I'm a yeah. pog guy myself. I'm a big booty guy. Some of the booties on those trucks. Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you'd be lying if you said, you know, something didn't move when you take a peek at one of those trucks. I don't mean to be disrespectful to my wife or to the trucks that are married to these gentlemen, but Hachi Machi. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice truck. Oh, that's a nice truck. <laughs> you know, my... My uh, my dad used to be a trucker, and he was briefly married to his truck as well. Mm-hmm. Really, they got when he left the profession, though he they got a divorce. They tried to make it work, but you know it's tough if you're not yeah. trucking to be married sure. to a truck. It's a lot yeah. like oh, it's yeah. a lot like these ice dancers I've been watching, uh, kind of against my will, thanks to my wife, where they're. Uh, if one of the people isn't uh, interested in, in in their own gender, most of the partnerships that are dating. Um, uh, so it's a lot like the truckers. Sure. They're the same. Yeah. The truckers and these ice dancers is what I'm saying. Now, yeah, in all, in all seriousness, I don't want to get too in the weeds about the truckers, but it's a pretty fun story to follow. I've had too much free time on my hands last week, but... Um, it's pretty funny that the prime minister got scared and left the city because truckers were coming. Um, so I didn't know that happened. That yeah, once funny. they were coming, he he was like said it was a fringe minority, and I think that only gained momentum for the trucker movement. 
Uh-huh. And so when they were finally about to get to Ottawa, he fled the city with his family, <laughs> which is yeah. like a pretty little dick move. I don't know. Yeah. In my opinion, I think maybe, I don't know, talk to them. But that's sure. just my opinion. Sure. Yeah. Fleeing one... city is, is probably not the best course of action. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it unless they have um, bazookas and stuff. But I don't think they do. I wouldn't they put just have them, though. <laughs> be Maybe awesome not, but they did. They So far, they just have wild horns and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I know probably I'm the only one, but I'm pro trucker. I'm with the wow, truck. That's very brave, very brave stance. It um, it is, and thank you for recognizing it. Yeah. Um. Um. What are the truckers are mad because they there there's a vaccine mandate, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, that was the genesis of it, but I think it's sort of an all encompassing, you know, there's a lot of anti Trudeau, anti Trudeau, anti COVID restrictions, anti blah, blah, blah. But they're like 90% vaccinated. So I don't, I think it's more about like, I don't know. I don't speak for the truckers. Yeah. Well, maybe Trudeau can put on some sort of brown face show like he likes to do <laughs> and that'll win them over because that's they might like that they actually <laughs> might like that yeah and he's got a history of doing that so i don't know a lot. that's just a thought there's a <laughs> lot of photographic evidence of him doing that so yeah we'll see what papa joe does down here because uh word going around was there were some truckers here that were also gonna do the same thing before state of the union or some shit i think american truckers probably do have bazookas and they probably (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing it's a little different situation and but here's the thing you think listen here jack you think i'm gonna run like i I didn't run from corn pop i ain't gonna run from these truckers no, he's but he, yeah. he's more likely to deploy um, drones. The the U.S. military to just take out truckers one by one. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. To, he's he and he and Kamala are good to deploy drones to kill children in the Middle East. What do you yeah. think they're gonna do to truckers? Yeah, he'll either drone him or he'll just like run out into the street and be like, "Hey, Shortless. hey, you stop!" <laughs> and one of those trucks will just flatten him. And I'll be like, yeah, that was a bad idea, Joe. <laughs> I was kind of hoping the truckers would just truck right into the Super Bowl because you know there was talk that the American yeah. truckers would show up at the Super Bowl. But hey, man, you can't you can't disrespect the Super Bowl, though. That's no, Super no, Bowl. That's, that's that's America. That's sacred. That's holy. Yeah, you that's don't, everything that makes this country great. You don't disrespect that. No, I will aside say aside from. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'll say right here, right now. I will vote for Joe Biden again if the truckers show up and he comes out shirtless and fisticuffs every trucker <laughs> one at a time. Yeah, I think I will also pledge to vote for Joseph Biden if so, he does that, or more likely the husk of his corpse. Yeah, whatever. Trucker number one is taking him down. Yeah, um, but 
but if he comes out there shirtless and it's just like, hey, Jack, we're going to we're going to do this like corn pop, you and I. Or you know what? Maybe he could do arm wrestling like that Stallone movie. Oh, over the top. Yeah. Over the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah listen, Jack, <laughs> I'm going to arm wrestle every one of you. <laughs> and then they, yeah, they but it's it like out. when Ace Ventura tries to arm wrestle. Yeah. And the guy guy like throws him through a window. Uh-huh. I think that's Ace Ventura. Yeah. That'll just happen over and over again with Joe Biden. And to be clear, that is literally the only way I will vote for Joe Biden again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, literally, literally this time, not I, figuratively uh, the way people do. That's the only way I will vote for him. I, I'm going to agree with that pledge. Otherwise, um, I'm sitting the next one out. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Feels feels like we got scammed, folks. That's where I'm at, yeah. and uh, yeah. and it's like that. Not just at the presidential ones, with all of them, because I won't get into it here. But the local elections in Buffalo here were also a joke and a scam, and uh, we'll not vote again because uh, there's no I, point. I, I will go march down and put my vote in for for Philip Murphy. Actually, I I won't because that just happened, and I didn't go to that one either. <laughs> but. Uh, I would in my mind I did. Mm-hmm. Governor Murphy, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. Irish American, <laughs> proud Irish American. Yeah. Um, so anyway, enough about politics. Yeah, enough of that. Nobody Didn't mean cares. to go down that road. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. I 100 percent am responsible for that. But you know, we need to talk about the freaking Super Bowl, man. Come on, Hell man. Yeah. Woo. Come on, man, Super Bowl. It was actually a good game. Uh, yeah. The, the football itself, it was it came down to the wire. Entertaining, I thought. I agree. Yeah, Not, I it, it was it, it was it had some lulls. Yes. But overall, it was it was a good game, especially by Super Bowl standards. I think that's that's what I'm judging it on. And also, like, I have the the PTSD of the last time the Rams played in the Super Bowl, which is the most boring game of all time, that yeah. New England, uh, like six to three or whatever the fuck it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little worried about that, but it picked up, I guess. Yeah. It started out slow and then it picked up a little bit towards the end. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, uh, want to go ahead and say congratulations to, um, our old high school chum, Sean McVay on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring. Um, he did Happy it for you. Yeah, Sean, uh, I know you're listening. I know you think about Kevin and I probably every day, um, us specifically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, congrats, man. Well, he um, thanked we, us on yeah. the podium. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, no. I Yeah, I turned it off already. Oh, shit. I missed that. I'll yeah. find that. I mean, he said pretty much what you'd expect. He's like, I want to especially thank Kevin and – Kevin Cobbs and Jimmy O'Connell. I think about you guys every day. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, it was no surprise yeah. there for me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good game. It wasn't as good as the playoff games leading up to it. No. But it was still very no. good. No, no. For Super Bowl standards, definitely a good game. Because, yeah, I had trouble remembering who even played in it last year because it was so boring. Um, yeah. Who did? It was the Buccaneers and, and the, the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, big congratulations to Timothy McVeigh. Um, sure. 
yeah. he got one. I didn't see. I didn't. They didn't do a lot of shots of him this time around. I don't think in the stadium. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Um, that guy has had a rough NFL career up until this point, uh, being stuck up there in Detroit. So you yeah. got to feel good for that guy. He's taken a beating for however many years he's been playing and um, you got to feel good for him. I think seems like yeah, a good he, dude. He paid his dues. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's got a lions fans have to feel weird. Cause I mean, I'm sure they're all rooting for him, but it's like, that's how bad your franchise is. Yeah. So this guy left after being there for like 10 years and I was like, oh, yeah, he was a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been that pretty much the entire time you had him. And the minute he leaves, he uh, wins the Super Bowl. So you guys, fuck. It's bad. It's bad up there. You think being a Falcons fan sucks. Woo. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And um, did you guys see that one? I saw the replay. I didn't see it in real time. But – the Stafford no look pass. Yeah. Oh, I I just saw the replay today. That it's, shit was nuts. Yeah, if you're if you haven't seen it, look it up because uh, it's crazy. He's literally looking in a completely different direction to his right, and then he just throws it straight ahead, and I believe nails Cooper Cup for he a does. completion, which well, and is I, wild. I, I, I saw this little breakdown of it because you even see how the the defender bites on his like head on his fake out and the guy. So he like uses it to like make this defender step, like lunge toward the the receiver. He thinks he's going to throw it to. And then he hits Cooper cup. It's like, damn, that's some high level shit. High level Jedi mind trick shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Matt Stafford real quick. Uh, just for some context for non NFL fans, he's uh, when he was in Detroit, he's the all time leader in passing yards for the franchise, passing touchdowns, attempts, and complete completions. He also leads the franchise in quarterback wins, fourth quarter comebacks, and game winning drives. In addition, he's also the all time leader in interceptions thrown and sacks taken at 385 sacks. Oof. He holds eight of the top 10 passing yardage seasons and seven of the top 10 passing touchdown seasons in Lions history. So he was still productive in Detroit, but got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Week in and week out and had four winning seasons total. Oof. So he's earned That's, it. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting thing. Uh, I didn't fully realize um, going into the Super Bowl that Stafford threw the most interceptions. Mm hmm this season and Joe Burrow was the most sacked mm-hmm. quarterback. It was like the first time that two quarterback or one of either type made the Super Bowl. that the guy who threw the most picks and the guy who was sacked the most were the two starting quarterbacks. Um yeah, you know, I love cool Joe B. The Bengals got to find that guy in O-line. Stacked. I was mm-hmm. I was about to say this, the same yep. thing. Yeah. It's criminal Jesus. to let him take that kind of beating Jesus. because if he's going to have as, as long and a, as successful a career as he's capable of, they definitely need to get some, some big boys down front who can actually block. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, he took that hit late in the game and like on the replay, you see him like 
his knee gets like bent up and you see him on the ground, like, like screaming in pain. I was like, for a second, I was like, did he just re-tear his ACL? That's what I was worried about watching yeah. it. It looked yeah. bad. Yeah. I was surprised he came back in the game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Some people are saying he played on a torn, potentially ACL or whatever, which would have been nuts if it's true, if it, you know, to be able to play. And also like that would be two, two ACL injuries in the same game because Odell Beckham Jr. for the Rams, who was having an amazing first quarter and first half, uh, fucked himself up in the middle of the game. And um, yeah, that was too bad. It, it, it was it was a bummer to see because he was doing really well. Yeah, well, Kev, you won a little cash on that OBJ touchdown. Yeah. Cash. Um, uh, I wanted to touch on that because Diego, I believe, I believe you were the one who told me to instead of because previously I would just play the bet on who I thought was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Great money a, line. Yeah, the money line. See, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. I believe Diego, you were the one that were like, you got to go with the prop bets, right? Yeah, those are in Super Bowl. They pay off a lot, the prop bets, or they can. So I'm glad you gave me that advice because I spread it out. And unfortunately, I think I did like 10 different bets, something like that. Only one hit. Uh, but I, I basically came out even. Because I bet on Odell Beckham Jr. to score the first TD of the game, mm. which he did. And I bet $5 on that, and it paid out 50 So Nice. Uh, the other ones didn't pay pay out. I, I took some of the long shot odds because I just right. – if either defense scored a touchdown, it was like 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Um, I bet on something called an octopus, which I didn't know what that was until yes or Sunday, which if I'm correct, it's score a touchdown. And then the same player who scored the touchdown scores a two point conversion. Mm. Oh, never that's heard called of that. An, that's called an octopus. Um, Cause of the eight points. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I see. But anyway, <clears throat> Uh, so thank you because if I put all my money on just the Bengals winning, obviously I would have lost money. <laughs> so spreading that out, good decision. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saving me <laughs> from financial ruin. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. You know, I'm everyone's financial advisor. I know, I know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> and Diego, uh, you are now fully able to bet um in new york state so that's true oh, yeah it's true um i have to set limits for myself because i will ruin myself financially so i've got my own little set of rules and so far i haven't lost any money so that's good that's good that's what all the commercials say you know mm-hmm. that responsibly yeah and if you have a problem, you just call a phone number and then it's solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine there's just one guy sitting by a phone somewhere just waiting for that thing to ring. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's calling that. No, no gambling addict is like, I need to I need to get some help. Yeah. I'm gonna call one eight hundred hope. 
New York or whatever. Unless you're in New Jersey, then it's a different number. And if you're in Connecticut, it's a different number altogether as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God bless those people that have that problem. They need to get help somehow. But like, if you've already like taken out multiple mortgages on your home and like, like, you know, like, like sold your grandpa's car or whatever the fuck, all the fucked up things people do when they get addicted to gambling to keep gambling. It's, you know, it's a little different than like a substance addiction where it's yeah. like you need help, but like with gambling addiction, you need help. But then you've also done all this damage where you're like, you know, a million dollars in debt and have fucked over your entire family in the process, you know, but, but you're going to get it back on this next one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can fix it all. <laughs> is that what the next one is that what the helpline is? It's just a guy no, who's like, no. all right, he's the bet pal. You take Listen. you put $10 on down on this 400 team parlay. Okay, if they all win, you win 20 million, you'll be made in the shade. Yeah, it's just it's just the guy in the mafia answering the phone. He's like, I'll yeah. take it, I'll take that action. Look, I'm gonna I'm here to help. I'm here to get to the hell back for you. You can trust yeah, me. You can trust me. I'll give me. you great odds. I'll, I'll give, give you great you the odds. odds. Look, I'll lend the money to you. You can put it down. And then you keep it. It's a win-win yeah. for you. What a great yeah. scam that would be if you, if instead of that was uh, a help service, it was literally just someone bought the rights to that. And then it, <laughs> it's just a bookie on the other end. Hey, Don. Yeah, yeah, you want, uh, you know, I'll float you um, two Gs at uh, one and a half points. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's brutal. I I could see how that becomes a thing. I mean, I just think of myself like whenever I go to casinos and you're something like, all right, oh, it's only this much, and then you get there and it's like, ah, I'll, I'll run the ATM real quick. It's not a big deal. Yeah, uh, right. And then it uh, can get away from. Yeah, you. yeah I mean, I like because y- y- they're legalizing gambling all over America, like state after state. Mm-hmm. These it's becoming big, big, big business, and. I don't necessarily think it's like that destructive. Like there's plenty of Western countries and countries all over the world where gambling is legal and it's a normal thing to go down to the sports book and lay down money on whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, we're also, we're very excessive society here in America. So I could see it uh, ruining a lot of lives. Well, also, also because yeah. it's been so illegal for so long, it's a lot like drinking, right? Like the binge drinking here is different than like in other places. Cause other places you grow up drinking or it's like not a taboo. Mm-hmm. And so people yeah. are just used to it. Whereas here it's like, all of a sudden I feel like there could be a wave. Hopefully not. Hopefully if you're listening, you're not going to fall into it and be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, have fun. I'm all about it, but mm-hmm. be careful. Um, but yeah. I wonder if that has, cause like, yeah, I remember going to Spain and it's like every bar you can, not every bar, but most bars that are showing whatever ga- soccer game, like are a book or there's a book right next to it, right next door to bars. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck soccer teams are sponsored you know their shirt sponsors are like bet 100 or like different gambling companies yeah so it's what's the like, big one in, in ireland patty power i think that's yeah, yeah that's one of the big ones yeah i think it's all over europe but uh mm-hmm. yeah I, it's um 
it's obviously raking in money because there's just so many commercials, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I It hasn't ruined my life yet, but there's still time. <laughs> you can keep working at it. You know, you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with it, Kev. Um, Thanks. Someone's life who's been ruined a little bit after the Super Bowl, which I wanted to talk touch on, was uh, Eli Apple, uh, cornerback mm. of the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if you saw this. But uh, he popped off after the the Bengals beat the Chiefs on Twitter and was calling out uh, all the Chiefs wide receivers. Um, he called, uh, what's his face, uh, Tyreek Hill a baby. Uh, he's, he tweeted out here, hey, Mecole Hardman and Tyreek Hill, DM me y'all's number and I'll hook y'all up with them Super Bowl tickets on me. Um that's not and, nice. And then he had a few other yeah. tweets. Um, now, the problem for that, the problem with that is that uh, Eli Apple uh, also gave up uh, the game winning touchdown for the Rams in the Super Bowl and uh, basically got burned the whole final drive the Rams had. So all those guys he called out and others <laughs> have been answering him on Twitter a lot uh, the last couple of days. Um, Nicole Hardman, for example, wrote back, Hey, Eli Apple, wish you were a better corner, bro. Then the game winning touchdown wouldn't be scored on you. Um, pretty simple, but still hurts. He tweeted again at him. It's like, Eli Apple, it's cool. It's cool, big bro. You might get one of these one day, but in the meantime, you better go get better at your craft. And it's a photo of mm-hmm. his uh, Chiefs Super Bowl championship ring. Mm-hmm. Then Tyreek Hill joined in with a bunch of emojis. Uh, laughing, uh, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, former teammate of Eli Apple, uh, joined in. Wrote, Eli's gonna Eli. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. had a bunch of funny emoji tweets and stuff. Uh, it's been going all over Twitter, and it's it's great. I love seeing players talk shit directly to other players. I think it's fun. I think it's a good thing. I think it spices things up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. I was just going to say, I saw one because I guess he's a huge shit talker. Yeah. And that's why everybody's piling on, which is like, you know, if you talk a lot of shit, you better be good. Yeah. Or this is what's going to happen. Because I saw also after Cooper Cup scored that touchdown, apparently he ran over when he got to the sideline, he ran directly over to his injured teammate, Robert Woods, on the mm-hmm. sideline who apparently just yelled like applesauce, which I thought was pretty, that's a pretty good Eli Apple burn. Yeah. So everybody hates him basically. I mean, it goes to, um, he could, he could, he could stand to take a page out of Joe Burrow's book with a little bit of like walk quiet, carry a big stick, you know, Mm -hmm. like Joe Burrow's got, he's flashy. He wears the flashy clothes, but he kind of like, you know, it's kind of a low key dude in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that that's not a bad spot to be in. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to target on your back as a professional athlete, if but I do agree. It is fun to see this. happen. If you're going to talk like Dion, you better be Dion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's because it's like he, him calling out. Well, th- and th- that was his mistake, right? He called out guys before he won the whole thing he called out the guys Mm -hmm. he beat before the championship game 
And so it's just like, that's not going to work. And he was one, he was in that crew with the saints um, with uh, Rodney Gardner Johnson or whatever, the dude who pulled out uh, the mouthpiece of the other player for the bear. Like he was uh, in that yeah. cornerback group where they all talk so much shit. Uh-huh. And talking shit on the field is one thing, right? Because Jalen Ramsey of the Rams talks a ton of shit, and he got burned throughout that game uh-huh. uh, left and right. But that's different than going on Twitter and calling guys out directly. Yeah. Um, but and, I will say this. In- Eli, keep doing it. Everyone keep doing it. Keep, it's entertaining. Keep talking shit on it Twitter. Is, it's fun for us. It absolutely is entertaining and i'll say for jalen ramsey like he's recognized as the best corner in football so mm-hmm. it's like yeah when you're on that level yeah you should talk shit but yeah it definitely makes it more entertaining no doubt about it the, it's fun and to be fair to jalen too that touchdown he got burned on that 75 yard i mean t higgins grabbed his face mask yeah they didn't yeah. call it you know so it's like technically he shouldn't have been he wouldn't have been burned on that play you know so it's right like, you know and I would just say in general to anyone named Eli Apple, be careful how much shit you talk. Because Eli Apple does yeah. sound like the kid in grade school who gets his ass kicked every day. Well, he's yeah. I'm, I'm Eli Apple. Yeah. I, I'm Eli he Apple. Sounds... My mother, my mother wiped my bottom this morning. <laughs> Eli Apple sounds like like a soldier in the Revolutionary War or something like yeah. Private Apple. We need you <laughs> going to Lexington and Concord to fight the British. He sounds to me more like a old timey baseball player than a current football player. You know, he's like, yeah, hell, uh, Elijah Apple coming out here to throw his fastball. And Elijah's had quite a bit to say about letting Irish into the game. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah shipping off to fight the Kaiser over uh, overseas <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah. He, I think his reputation is that like no one really likes him because he was drafted by the Giants and I think they kind of ran him out of there. And yeah. then he went to the Saints and he sort of fit in, but even then they were like crazy about him. So they shipped him yeah. off. So he's like, know. yeah, he's like, too, I guess he's too good to like get pushed out of the league completely, but not good enough to like actually right. be good, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's another dumb player moment um during the Super Bowl when the injured uh Cincinnati Bengals player ran onto the field to celebrate an interception in the second quarter. I've never seen that before. I don't yeah. Think. Vernon Hargraves, a third former Florida Gator, of course, uh, of course, yeah. running out and immediately penalty flags, <laughs> <laughs> which it didn't like end the game for them. But like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Yeah. Really dumb. Of all the games to do that in, too, to do it in the Super Bowl, it's just like, what the fuck, man? And, like, early on, like, if it's the game-winning yeah. play, like, at the end of the game, it's like, all right, I could see the emotions getting, getting carried away. Yeah. The best it's like, we just won the Super Bowl. Holy shit. But, like, this was, like, what, in, like, the second quarter? <laughs> it was in the second quarter. It was yeah. when Stafford, like, heaved one yeah. 40 yards into the end zone. I was like, all right. Chill out, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was dumb. But um, 
but yeah, going back a little bit to the some of the good stuff of the game, like man, shout out to Cooper Cup. That guy's the real fucking deal. Um, yeah, he led the league this year. Like he won all the receiving categories. I think he had most catches, yards, and touchdowns. And that final drive, it was like there was nothing you could do. He did it all by him. Like him and Matt Stafford did everything. It was pretty remarkable. He looks like the third Paul brother, like Jake Paul. He looks like Jake Paul a little bit. He does look like a Paul brother for sure. Yeah. Um, but he's really, he's good at football. So, you know, and, and him and Aaron Donald, the two superstars for the Rams really sealed that game. Yeah. Um, Especially with yeah. Odell going down. Yeah. Somewhat early. They stepped up. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. So Odell went down, obviously they Robert Woods been Mm -hmm. hurt for months. Um, Their starting tight end was hurt. Like, yeah. Higby was out. Every, every decent pass catcher basically, except Cooper cup was on the Rams. Van Jefferson, their other wide receiver was almost late to the game. Cause he, his wife had just given birth like hours before the kickoff. And he like showed up late to the game. Cause he was with his wife, like with yeah. their firstborn and then like barely made it. So he had some other shit on his mind as well. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Um, and I hope Cooper, I, I was expecting him to, to celebrate the victory with one of his corn syrup mm-hmm. cobbler cups. Uh, I didn't see that though. I don't know if he was just, just shy about doing it on camera or. Well, uh, yeah, it does get one pretty- down. It does get pretty gooey, which can be embarrassing. On yeah, camera. right. Yeah, I heard they were gonna dump some of Cooper Cup's corn syrup cobbler cups on him, like a Gatorade bath. But it's it's so thick, it was just taking yeah. a long time. So they just scrapped it. Like we'll do it later. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we didn't get to see that. But yeah, yeah. So shout That's out to true. Cooper. Um, also, I do want to point out a uh, shout out to the Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson, mm-hmm. who during the halftime show was just on the field, sitting on the bench, watching the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So I guess he just like went to coach and was like, hey, you mind if I go watch Dr. Dre um, and Snoop Dogg's halftime show? I bet he pulled the thing where it's like, Hey coach, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go kick a little bit early. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, you know, loosen the leg. Right. Be right. You know, like in college, you'll see the kickers come mm. out a little bit early and stuff. So I wonder if he tried to pull one of those just to go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm just gonna kick into the net on the sideline. You know, just stay limber during halftime. Hey, I've got. I've won the last two games for us, so you know, I got to be ready. Yeah. Um, which he had, he's been dominant. Yeah. I don't think he missed all playoff long. He's a rookie kicker, uh, out of Florida as well. Um, and he's been like, he's been talking shit too. Like, I think they showed him at the Kansas city game or the one before against the Titans or something before he even kicked the field goal. It's like, Hey, we're going to the super bowl or something is what he, like he's mic'd yeah. up and he turns to the guy and says that it's like, he's got, yeah, it's a he's, BDE. Got, he, he's got the BDE and he's, uh, He's got ice in the veins, like like uh, like Joe yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, apparently they they used a draft pick on him, mm-hmm. and I feel like I heard somewhere like, you know, that's a case for actually using drafting kickers because I guess NFL teams don't really do that right as much anymore, and it's mostly just free agency that they, 
used to acquire new kickers, but it's like if you get a if you can get a good kicker, you should just take a good spend a fifth round draft pick on a good kicker because it can literally win you games. But yeah, but yeah, it was it was quite the halftime show. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's get into the real fun of the Super Bowl. We've talked enough about the sports itself. We've talked right. about the game. We've talked about all that stuff. Again, congratulations to Sean McVay and the Rams. Let's get to the real stuff. Let's get to the surrounding cool celebrity and commercials. Yeah, that's the good part. That's the part we all um, love. Yeah. We, do we, we, we want to start with commercials or halftime? Let's show? go halftime. That's what we're like. We'll stick to that and then we'll get away, I guess. Um, I mean, my first overall thought, I was into it. I um, was too. I was jealous I and upset. It. Because that's what Atlanta's halftime show should have been. Yeah. Just a collection of Atlanta artists like that. But 100%. Uh, we did it better. We got Maroon 5. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're totally right. Because I remember we, we talked about that. Like, it should have been like all these. There's so much great music in Atlanta. And they literally just took our idea and just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, I did think the inclusion of 50 Cent was a little odd. Yeah, I didn't get that. I wondered about that, too. Did Dr. Dre produce like 50 Cent's first big album or something? Is that that's the only connection that I could. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Why is this New York rapper here? Because I um, because Eminem is Detroit, but I understand why, you know, he and Dr. Dre had the whole. Yeah, yeah, they're way more relationship and they've recorded yeah. a lot together. So I understood right. him being there, even though he's not an LA guy. Um, yeah. And then uh, like having 50 Cent uh, start by be- hanging upside down was also <laughs> odd. I understand now that it's part of the music video for the song. Uh, I kind of forgot that. And I was yeah. just like, yeah is this supposed to be like whoa he's upside down um and i did see someone online point out that he's gained um he's gained enough weight now where he's no longer 50 cent he's a dollar 50 so yeah so a lot of those jokes going around about inflation and yeah it's it's, a low-hanging fruit um because he is definitely it's weird because he's definitely fatter but he's still weirdly like buff yeah i would like i would take being like fat like him any day you know what i mean yeah oh yeah exactly like (laughs) people are ripping on him and he's like he's still kind of jacked yeah he's he's jacked yeah it it just wasn't a great look for him to be hanging upside down like that right like anyone like i don't know how old he is i'm gonna guess he's in his 40s or pushing 50 You shouldn't be hanging upside down at that age. <laughs> Not good for anybody. Yeah, he um, is forty-six years old. Okay, but that said, it didn't like ruin the performance. I was still. I thought the set was cool. I thought, um, they kind of had the dancers make it feel like it was a Broadway show, which was kind of funny. It was like Hamilton, but good. You know. <laughs> well, I also um. Like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and uh, and Kendrick Lamar were all definitely on mic, too, mm-hmm. which yeah. I was like, this is good. That was cool. Because a lot of times in the Super Bowl, it's a choreog- 
choreographed dance. You know, it's like Katy Perry or whatever, dancing around, just lip syncing her song. So I was like, oh, I, I appreciate that like 50 something year old Snoop Dogg is up here, like actually rapping, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cause it's, it's a nice change from the normal crap. And uh, yeah. we know these guys can do it. I mean, they fucking, that's their livelihood. Like let them mm-hmm. uh, perform for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was into it. I didn't watch it all the way. I was uh, making food and getting snacks and doing all that. So, you know, I, I saw a lot of it and yeah, it was fun. It was, it just made me upset that when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, like they didn't take advantage yeah. of do the same like the, thing. Whoever set everything up um, understood that this whole thing, they should try to make it a celebration of L.A., and that message was just missed by the people in Atlanta who set that shit up. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some type of scenario where, you know, the network execs at NBC were like, oh, when that idea was proposed for a, like a Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg halftime show in L.A., they're like, yes, we love that. Oh, that's so L.A. And Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre are superstars. And it. I'm sure if anybody in Atlanta tried to like in Atlanta, somebody who works for the Falcons proposed that to say Fox back in whenever that was. Um, it's a harder sell for, for a national network to go all in on like outcast and ludicrous and like young Jeezy, even though it's the same thing, but I don't know. I just feel like there's probably a regional bias factor. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe the maybe the criticism after because I remember like a lot of people being annoyed with Maroon 5 and all that shit. So I wonder if like people coming down also affected it and they're like, all right, let's let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. That's probably part yeah. of it. And then I think also like Snoop Dogg just has he's so mainstream now. He's oh, so yeah. yeah. Like, guys, it's not a hard sell. Yeah. yeah. It was funny too. I did see uh, our our friend uh, who's been on the show before, Skip Bayless, tweeting out about the halftime show. Or it's like California love. The only thing missing out here is Tupac. West Coast. Mm-hmm. It was just like, all right, Skip, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's at least he wasn't like all of the the crazy like um like charlie kirk type guys who are like well i can't believe they're letting these criminals parade around on stage at halftime of the super bowl this is immoral and wrong (laughs) they're glorifying yeah because there was one number where i say number because again it was like a broadway show (laughs) i think they were doing california love and they had everybody in like prison jumpsuits like all the dancers (laughs) I'm sure that made a lot of heads explode across the nation. Yeah. But I'm here for it, fam. It's yeah. a bop. It was fun. It was uh it was a fun show. Um, it would have been fun. I was saying while it was happening, much to the delight and laughter of everyone here, but I was like, 
be great if they just threw to like the other side because they kept throwing to different people. It's like, oh shit, it's Mary J. Blige. Right. Through to one, and it was like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, yeah. I was waiting for like Randy Newman to come out, but like, oh no, <laughs> that actually would be amazing if the, if Randy Newman was out there. Like Snoop Dogg's at Crip walking around doing what he does, I love LA or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some people <laughs> just hope he wouldn't do that song um rednecks no that's that not would one you want to do <laughs> that would be inappropriate for that um but yeah they brought randy newman out there and then he just like took over the halftime show right like, randy we just wanted one song and he's like, no, I got, I got a few more. Like, <laughs> I'm not done yet. Mary J. Blige, Eminem, they all get out of the way. They're like, no, this is the guy. This is the man. <laughs> yeah. And he's on a riser, and it just it elevates and it breaks through the glass ceiling of SoFi Stadium, <laughs> and he's launched into space with his piano. Yeah, it's that like the end of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just like taking yeah. off and they, like, they just split yeah. away. <laughs> Never see him again. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Next time, yeah. Next time, yeah, they could have been better when the Chargers yeah. host it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, pro halftime show and. Uh, for all our listeners who you don't care about the sports ball, you don't mm-hmm. care about halftime. You care about the commercials. Yeah. If you're like a lot of my Instagram feed, which uh, very cool, letting us know that they didn't care about the game. It's it's good. To yeah, do that. it's good. I was wondering. So I'm glad. Yeah. Um, well, s- sports are bad, but all the things that they like are inherently good. Right. Sports inherently bad. So, yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Go ahead, Kim. I, I do want to shout out the um, the one commercial that really stole my heart was the Sopranos commercial where they re- they redid intro to Sopranos with Meadow driving a Chevy electric car. I think a very ugly truck. Yes, mm-hmm. a really ugly truck. Um, you know. They, they got David Chase to sign off on it. You might hate mm-hmm. on them for selling out, but hey, I'm just happy. AJ and Meadow got paid, and I got to enjoy Woke Up This Morning by Alabama 5. And I stand by this take. The commercial was more enjoyable than The Many Saints of Newark. Mm. Yeah. Um, I still have not seen many saints in Newark, so I can't co-sign that. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was, that was one of the few commercials that I was like, Oh yeah, I like this. Yeah. Mm. What happened to the X Dara? That's got caught caught on fire. fire. Oh yeah. And they didn't get a new one. Mm. No, you can take the bus or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the commercial pretty much implies that Meadow and AJ are now running the North Jersey mafia, the Soprano family. You know, I I think that's the only logical conclusion you could take from that. I think um, if they did make the Sopranos like 
taking place now, I do think Meadow would be running the Soprano family. I mean, yeah, if either of the two of them were going to take over, it would definitely be her, obviously. AJ's not really suited for that, but... No, he's a sensitive boy. Yeah. He's a mixed-up kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we saw Larry David sell crypto. Um, I think it's great that Dr. Evil and the Austin Powers gang are back. Yeah, what were they they shelling? Also, General Motors. It's a weird look for a company to be like, let's make Dr. Evil the face of our company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A fictional character who is a a rich guy hell-bent on destroying the, the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a reference that like everyone gets. All the young kids totally understand that are watching. Yeah, it seemed like there were a lot of like 20 plus year old references. Yeah. In these commercials. I guess it like kind of matches up with the halftime show. It was like for people my age and a yeah. little bit older. Um, full disclosure, I missed a lot of the commercials. I always mute commercials, uh, the Super Bowl is no exception because uh i don't give a fuck um what people well, are trying to sell me so i i missed a lot of them. i'm looking through the list now i i saw the hellman's one without the one with pete davidson i watched that without volume and i was only happy that gerard mayo former tennessee volunteer who i was a fan of uh it's getting a little bit of money um yeah, normally i think i, I missed I, that one I would have muted the commercials as well. I didn't catch all of them, but I was hosting a little Super Bowl party. I think a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. They they did tend toward the I'm the commercials is the only part they really care about. So, you know. Oh yeah, no, I I'm not I'm not judging anyone or whatever. I mean, I am judging society that the fact that we get excited for commercials and have for so many years. And that's like what we look forward to. Yeah. That's a fucking hell world thing. Mm-hmm. But no, like, I mean, if you didn't mute them, that's fine. I, I was just, it was just me and my wife. We didn't do anything. So. Gotcha. Yeah. We I really, mean, we didn't care if other people were here. I'm sure we would have left it on and done now, the thing. I'm looking back at the, uh, the commercials. I just remembered that Kanye did appear in a McDonald's commercial. Yes. Man, and that guy's life is just pure chaos. Also, in, yeah. In this year's Super Bowl, he was in a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. Dang, he's he's Kanye's doing stuff. Also, condolences to Kanye because he apparently and Julia Fox split up yesterday on Valentine's oh, Day. Geez, I thought those kids were going to make it. Love isn't real after all, folks. Yeah, a couple of very <laughs> mentally stable people like that can't work things out. Was there any hope for the rest of us? Yeah, there true is- love. It wasn't a it wasn't a gimmick to just piss off Kim. It wasn't a publicity stunt, and there isn't hope for the rest of us. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. their love yeah. is not real. It was yeah. real. It's not. I'm also kind of surprised that, um, like. McDonald's wants to have Kanye in their commercial because he's kind of like unhinged and like threatening people and threatening Pete Davidson and the cast of SNL. 
So I don't what know. What if he did get Pete Davidson killed? That would be a pretty nuts story. If a Kanye fan assassinates Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it I guess he offered Michael Che money to quit SNL to stop working next to Pete yeah. Davidson. He said he would pay his double his salary. <laughs> so, you know, this is a man who's doing well. He's uh for sure. I, I mean, I've done that with exes before where like I find out who they work with is like, hey, I'll pay your salary twice as much if you just quit that job to not be around my ex. Yeah. And those guys are like, I don't even know you, man. Why yeah. do you care? Why do you like, care? Shut the fuck up and yeah. take my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> For some reason that I don't understand, but yeah, I haven't listened to his music in a while. Um, but I'm glad that his mania and personality disorder is um, just thrown in our faces at all times right now. For sure. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good, it's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the McDonald's commercial, it was like a bunch of, I mean, again, we talk about this all the time where every commercial has to have celebrity in it. They can't just be yeah. up and coming actors, people needing work. It, it can't be that it has to be, billionaires like Kanye in these commercials or like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen who need, they need the work, you know, they need the money um, mm-hmm. to be in Lay's commercials and shit like that. So what do you think they do? Or like, yeah, well, I just don't even, those guys are so loaded. Are they just bored? So they do the commercial. Do they yeah. sign a deal? Is it like, all right, you'll be Ant-Man, but you got to do, Frito-Lay commercials for the next 40 years until you die or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I, I, yeah, I feel like it's something that their agent convinces them to do. It's yeah. I don't know, but it's weird. Scarlett Johansson and Colin Joe said it's a passion project for them to hype Amazon and to be in Amazon commercials together. Um, that's that's the dopest of them all. It was my favorite of for all. Sure. Of them. It's very yeah, funny sure. to see her doing characters and Colin be a, a nerd who doesn't know about football. It was really good. Yeah, yeah I just I mean, putting your relationship on the big screen mm-hmm. for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, any chance I can get to see Josty outside of the confines of SNL, you know, he's he's just he's so fun and he's yeah. got such an electric personality and. I would, I mean, fan. I would love if we just had a channel that was called Josty and uh, it's just a camera. Maybe he wears a GoPro 24 seven. You can just tune in. Yeah. Josty's getting up to. Yeah, for sure. How to watch that guy freaking sleep. <laughs> it's no different than seeing him do anything else. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the commercials were a home run. They were a success. Loved all of them. Um, I bought all the products. So yeah, well, that most importantly, I mean, I've that was inspired to buy the products, and that's mm-hmm. ultimately what it's all about. Yep, it was that's good cool. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the celebration of America. Uh, okay. Do any any snack highlights at your Super Bowl Sunday? Um, we had a few, we were really went for it in my house. It was also just me and my wife, Kelly. Um, but we said, fuck it. We're going to make a bunch of garbage. So 
We made my world famous wieners and robes. Mm, I miss those. Yeah. They are world um, famous. Yeah. Nobody else can make them no. the way I, I do. Um, queso and some Korean style oven baked chicken wings. Ooh. Yeah. And those really, those, whew, they, they were freaking good. Made me miss Mad for Chicken up there. Yeah. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Mad for Chicken. Oh. I was stuff. just in Brooklyn and there's a new Mad for Chicken that's about to open nice. in Cobble mm. Hill. Um, mm. Diego, I do want to mention that we, um, my girlfriend Melissa took a, in your honor, we, we tried to make the buffalo chicken dip. Nice. Pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. I missed it. I didn't make it. Um, I I ended up splitting my snackage into two days because uh, I was going to go a little overboard since it was just my wife and I. So I made a pizza. Um, nice. And that was I got started early on that making the dough the day before and everything. So that I was like, you know what? I want to eat this pizza. I don't want to load up on other shit. And she made a banana pudding. And we just hogged Ooh. out on pizza and banana pudding. And the nachos yeah. got pushed over to, to Valentine's Day nachos mm, the nice. next night. And so I made the queso and all that for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. crazy having Valentine's Day the day after Super Bowl Sunday. Um, don't love that one-two combo. Because <laughs> in my opinion, the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday should be a national holiday called National Fart Day. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Because I agree. Can we get the truckers to go attack Joe Biden on right. that one? Because yeah. Add that to their list of grievances. Make yeah. Monday after Super Bowl Sunday national um I don't know, fart fart your beer fart day. Yeah. Beer fart day, national shit out your ass day, national right. um due to explosion day, whatever you want to call it, but it should be a day to release gas. <laughs> it's going to happen no matter what. Do you want me to yeah. do this at work or do you want me to do it in the privacy of my own home? You know, it's, right. it's your choice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was what, a good time. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Kev, did you have any special snackies? What was your snack? Buffalo chicken up? dip. We oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. We took a we took a shot at the wieners and robes. Nice. You know, we actually fucked them up because forgot to flip them halfway through. Mm. Uh, sure, sure. I think I, you, I'll you know I'll be honest with you. I don't flip them. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing them. Jimmy is the only Maybe one that knows how to make them. The secret to my success. Okay. Well, we <laughs> the problem was it got golden brown, but the bottom side was a little too burnt. Mm. uh gotcha yeah, so yeah, yeah. it didn't measure up to your wieners and robes sure um sure. but yeah we did that i mean and then a whole bunch of other random crap but those were the yeah you know the centerpieces yeah mm -hmm. but um yeah the super bowl it was fun good time had by most everyone i think and i don't want to i hate to bring it all down um and like, you know, get into some bad news, you know, as we're going to wrap up here pretty soonish, but, uh, surf John O'Brien was on it. He sent us a, an immediate alert, immediate alert, um, to notify us on Twitter that, uh, 
Guys, the the Chop House in Columbus, Ohio, owned by Urban Meyer, the famous Chop House, is uh, it's been sold to private investors, and they're going to completely uh, completely get away from the Chop House as we know it, and uh, have nothing to do with Urban Meyer anymore. So no, sad day. Jeez, I thought that was a a passion project for Urban. <sighs> I know. hope he's okay if he's just walking away from business that he's passionate about hey truckers here's another thing to add to your list yeah when you're driving across america stop in columbus actually don't even stop just drive straight through that building and make sure it's leveled to yeah the ground. yeah no rebrand because That's if urban's trying. not a part of it i don't want it Mm-mm. to exist right. Jeez, that is that's pretty devastating um yeah, well, I hope Urban's doing okay in his his post uh, firing. Yeah, he um, seems to be struggling a little bit. He's kind of denying everything and trying to gaslight the Jaguars. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah, they'll be all right. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I guess I have some disappointing news too to share. Um, last week we spent a lot of time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Discussing a humorous incident that happened in the Winter Olympics. Um, Unfortunately, it did not happen at this year's Winter Olympics happening in China. The clip of uh, the French skier destroying his testicles on a slalom gate uh, apparently is... (laughs) Apparently, that's over a decade old. Uh, so I want to just apologize to all our surfs out there for the misinformation. Um, we, you know, we try to be 100% accurate every week. And I think we usually are, uh, but we whiffed on that one. Um, that is so I do apologize. It is not yeah. disinformation. It's misinformation. Sure. And I know the difference between those two things for sure. And I know you do. And um you know, if you are an artist listening and you have to pull your music off Spotify because of what we did, we understand. We understand. Right. Yeah. Um, but to to flip this again and maybe more positive news, because, you know, it's been back to back bummer things here, like the mm-hmm. skier and all that. Uh, I am seeing this update now that Urban Meyer did spend his Super Bowl weekend with Bill Belichick at Mar-a-Lago. Um, so maybe it's not so bad for Urban. Things are working out for old Urban. That's that's amazing. Because <laughs> that's that's, that's who you want to attach yourself to right now. Um, I hope him and and Belichick and former President Trump took a, a hot tub together in the nude and just let those little little peenies of theirs just float around in the in the bubbles, you know. Yeah. The, the thing is, like all the photos and everything I'm seeing, I don't know if if old Donnie was even there. <laughs> yeah. They were just hanging out at I mean, honestly, Belichick seems like the type of guy who has had a Mar-a-Lago like membership for like 15 years. And he's like, Oh, it doesn't have to do with politics. I just love going to you know, whatever it's called, Palm Beach, West West Palm East. Palm Beach? No. What's, where is that? Palm Beach? I think Palm uh, Yeah. West Palm Beach. Yeah. 
But who knows? Maybe they'll convince Trump to start a new football league to challenge the NFL. I think that'd be a good place for Trump's insane energy to be channeled into is a new football league. I agree. And then he can just beef with Roger Goodell and we can all. Yeah, exactly. And he'd get what he wants. He'd get lots of attention and, you know, notoriety and it'd be better for America. Mm -hmm. And it's good to know that Bill Belichick and, uh, and, and, Trump, Donald Trump have made up um, because I know like they were friends and then Trump was a little mad at him. Uh, he, when he quote unquote chickened out and didn't accept the presidential medal of freedom that he was giving him. That's right. Um, yeah. But then he said, he came up to me on the 17th. He hugged and kissed me. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen that. Those two yeah. guys kissing. That's, That's so a tab on bazungas.com, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're deep fakes, but it's the closest hey. we're going to get it on camera. It'll stu- still do the trick for sure. Well, thank you to uh, John O'Brien for bringing that to our attention and yes. pour, one out, pour one out for the chop house and for urban. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else, boys? Anything else uh, you want to get into right now? Because not a lot going on with baseball. I guess Universal DH uh, has been kind of agreed upon if, if they play. If they play. Uh, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today. Unfortunately, yeah. that didn't happen. Still locked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not looking great right now. Um, so that's upsetting. But hopefully soon. I don't know. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that wraps up another uh, football season and another classic episode of your sports lords here. Um, we'll see what happens next year. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another wrap. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Papa Bless. Papa Bless. Papa and Mama Bless. <laughs>